Hey guys, welcome to the Swap Moto Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and FMF Racing. I'm Don Maeda. I'm joined today by my pal Joe Shimoda of the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team. And uh, buddy, I'm, I'm super proud to say I've been your friend for several years, right? Yeah. Since you were uh, on 85s. Yeah. And uh, it's been amazing for me to watch you come through the ranks and you know get a good ride get another good ride and now geez you're on the podium at supercross <laughs> so it's been uh, a big adventure for you since you came to america yeah definitely like uh at first it's almost like you come out from nothing to now i can compete with the guys on top level mm -hmm. it's a it's it's a big it's a big uh, improvements we did like we were dreaming to to race supercross at first not even thinking about maybe getting podium or championship, but now I feel feel good about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you've been on the podium two times now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys, when they get their first taste of success, you know, that's all I could think about. Like fourth place is no good now. Like, yeah. Is that is that how it is for you now? Um. Yeah. No. No good. Like you always want to win and get top three every time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, once you actually do get the podium, then fourth place feels like kind of nothing. You know, you, you're kind of frustrated and you want to give yourself more. So yeah, it's different. Mm -hmm. Okay, when you got uh, third place at, uh, was that Indianapolis one or two? Uh, one. One, Indy one, you got third place. Yeah. You're very uh, humble on the podium. And you said, this is not really my podium. Those two guys crashed, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, humble, yeah, maybe, maybe it was a humble. I, I just kind of say, like, I, I like to like talk about and think about the reality. Like, okay, maybe I got a third, but uh, what happened in the race was two guy crashed in last turn. And then I was able to, uh, got podium. But if they were keep going and I was finishing fifth, but um, now maybe I could start thinking about, I put, like people have been saying that to me and I could, I put myself in a position mm -hmm. to where I can grab a podium. So it's, it's, it's a good one, but I wasn't too satisfied about it. So yeah. I just talked honestly on the speech and I guess everybody liked it. So. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think that won you a lot more new fans right yeah, yeah because they're oh look at this guy you know he's humble and he's says it like it is but when i was watching on tv i'm all joe stop <laughs> being so japanese i know <laughs> i know many guys tell that to me too it's kind of awkward to do that yeah no but it's good i mean i, I just because like what do i always tell you aggressive mean pissed off and just be a dick at the races so <laughs> Be a dick. Um, yeah. <laughs> Stop being so nice. Yeah. But uh, so have you been able to, uh, well, I'm sure I'm not the only guy that tells you that, right? Yeah. Because you're a nice, polite boy from Japan. But everyone tells you that? Like, have you been able to flip a switch in your head when you race? Um, yeah, uh, definitely. I've been trying to be more ag aggressively. Well, and especially like second year, like, you know, what was gonna be like so mm -hmm. it's like um like i was more physically prepared more mentally prepared and uh 
it was di much different than last year. So, um, and when you have a good confidence, you can be aggressive, and you know you can beat those guys. So, I think that was the the biggest difference this year. Um, mm -hmm. And going back to the the old training I had, and we had some good ideas mm -hmm. and put together. And yeah, yeah. When you uh, first turned professional, uh, you had some changes in your program. Yeah. Was it uh, like team managers or sponsors wanting you to try something different? Yeah, uh, it was a, a idea from team. Mm -hmm. So I, it's I don't want to say in a bad way, but I kind of had to how to take it, and which I did. And um, I don't know. It could maybe could have been worse. It could have been better. Like you never know. But. Um, just first year, it was just I was just kind of learning everything. So, yeah. Just okay. So, yeah. Um, you're back now with uh, Yannick Curvella, right? Mm -hmm. That's how you say it. So, very famous and successful French trainer. He was with Tortelli and, and yeah. many other riders. Um, he's been with you since you were amateur, right? Since you were young. Yeah. So, what is his style of coaching with you? Um. We we've been, we've changed a lot since I turned pro. Like in amateur days, we were doing corners, um, techniques, and whatever that, that he he do. But now since I'm on the pro, um, he's telling me I have a good um, fundamentals, mm -hmm. and I I have a good technique and stuff. So now we kind of started to step up a little bit on physical side and mental size. So it's like we we do a moto, we work on the speed, mm -hmm. kind of learn uh, learn something while you're doing moto, uh, because obviously, you know, like I, I starting to get like how to turn or how to whoops. So now it's like you want to do that 100% in moto every mm -hmm. lap. So that's what we're working on right now. Was it uh, when you went back to Yannick, was it like, oh, I mean, did you take anything good away from the other two oh, different yeah, trainers, definitely, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of things I learned. Um, physical, yeah. Jeff Ward was really, uh, really gnarly. Mm -hmm. um, we, we worked so hard on the physical side and I feel like I was strong and, and yeah, I took some good thing out mm -hmm. of him too, yeah. Cool. So uh, going back to Yannick, was that like when you switched to the pro circuit team? So Mitch let you made your own decisions? Um, no, I was before that. Mostly for my dad. Okay. He wanted to go back, and we literally we had two rounds to go for on outdoor, and my dad just decided no, we need to go. He wants to go back to. Yanning and like kind of, kind of I didn't choose it. I was thinking that I'm gonna maybe stay for for the season, but he's mm -hmm. like, no, we're gonna go change. But I, I'm happy with it right now. So yeah, it worked out because you got on the podium. Huh? Yeah, so it's it's been really good. Cool, Joe. We're gonna take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. We'll be back with uh, Joe Shimada for more.
Hey guys, welcome back to the Swat Winter Live Show presented by OGO Power Sports and FMF Racing. Here again with uh, Joe Shimoda. At the conclusion of last year's outdoors, you didn't have a ride, right? Because Geico went away. Yeah. Um, I know you went through like kind of a tryout process and everything. And you said when you got on the uh, pro circuit bike, you'd never in the Cowie and you're never in the track, but you just sent it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't is. seem like it would fit with your riding style, right? Because you're so smooth and calculated. Um, but uh, I, I was, I was kind of like, like seriously, I, like I have been riding supercross for maybe half a year now mm -hmm. after, after the season's done, and the bike I never ride. And uh, PC told me to go ride a supercross test track, which is not easy. And and uh, yeah, I was kind of not scared but nervous at first but mm -hmm. bike was fine like i got used to it right away but it was definitely a tough one to do it yeah okay that was a exciting uh news release right because mm -hmm. they had already announced the team and yeah and you're like a, a late addition um what was it like to sign with the pro circuit team who has like the most championships of um what was it like um i've well, it's 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 kind of like like dream like everybody said you know mm -hmm. like you see pro circuit all the time when you watch supercross they're yeah. on the, the the top and yeah when i got the the call it's definitely it was it was cool mm -hmm. like we were even not even thinking about it so mm -hmm. um yeah it was just like not not really too many words but it was just cool yeah how, how has it been for you uh getting to know everybody on the team and fitting in is mitch you know you hear so many stories about mitch being super gnarly is he really tough like that or is he mellowed out in his uh later years oh like if you do bad yes he will sell something if you do good then he's nice and uh but i f i feel so much 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 better with Mitch because uh um after racing it's not just like okay we will try to do better next week we'll have like meeting uh the day after the race and we watch a video together mm -hmm. and he gives me as some uh, advice that I should fix our next race and we kind of work together more it's I feel like more more like teamwork mm -hmm. than what I had before. So uh, he is intense, uh, but I feel like more helpful for me because mm -hmm. he'll tell tell you straight that like what's bad or what's good. So I I honestly like it better. Yeah. What are some uh, constructive criticisms that he offers you? Like, does he like your smooth riding style? Does he want you to hang it out more? Uh, I don't know. He. I don't know actually. What, what did he say after you landed on the hay bale in the heat race? He said, because I need more aggression, he's like, I would like to see see that more often. And they didn't even care about crashing and making mistakes. He just like, I like that aggression. That yeah. I should have more, so. Okay, so when you passed Jet and Mitchell in the whoops, and then you, it looked like you pushed Mitchell wide. Was that aggressive or were you using him to stop? No, no. That in in that case in that situation I 
so they were going inside and double or triple or whatever in the whoop section and they gotta go inside again so it's like they were kind of going from uh left side left side of the track to right and mm -hmm. i was going outside and blitz so which i finished on the right side yeah and so like we came up together like this and it was kind of kind of accident that we went that close yeah but it it worked out great till i hit the tough block so <laughs> <laughs> but you know sometimes just kind of have to full send it yeah yeah okay so later in that night uh I was I was bummed that so much of the television coverage was following Colt Nichols as he coming from the back, right? Mm. And you rode second place was all yours the whole race, right? Um, how was that moto for you? Like, um, um, I was pretty tight actually. Like, I usually race like. Because um, I kind of have bad starts sometimes, and uh, it's almost like a catch-up race. But this mm -hmm. time I started out front, made quick passes. So it's like I was kind of thinking that, you know, I should not crash or I should not make mistakes. So I was a little bit tight, but I handled it, so mm -hmm. it was okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did it feel like getting your first real podium? So good. Yeah. It's so good. Is it, uh, you know, you came to the U.S., what, how old were you when you came, like? Uh, first year was nine. Nine, ten, yeah, yeah, under 10. Um, you're, you decided you want to race motocross. Your family made a huge uh, decision to bring you here. Mm -hmm. um, when you were little like that, were you thinking someday I'm going to be a Supercross star? No, nothing. You just wanted to race dirt bikes? Well, it's like it's not even that it was just uh for me it was a weird one like i was just riding without thinking mm -hmm. like when i race it's not like okay i'm gonna try to win it's not it's not like that when i race at first i was just like i go out there okay i'm gonna race and uh without thinking i just do starts do a good laps and come back and it's not like i'm trying to compete with that, those guys mm -hmm. but different for everybody I guess yeah um, is it sometimes crazy to think about how far you've come in the sport and where you are right now yeah from before then now right yeah yeah because um, I don't know if I tell you this before uh, from first Loretta Lens I did I was 10 seconds off each lap with top guys and me. Mm -hmm. And second year, I was five seconds off from top guys. And third year, I started winning. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, it's, it's, the, it's huge improvements actually from going 10 seconds to same level. And now I'm starting to, to win a little bit. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, so we've got uh, Orlando this weekend and then a big break and then two more Salt Lakes. Do you think you get your first win this year? I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying hard every every round. It's not like, uh, it's not like a hopefully. It's mm -hmm. it's more like okay, let's try to beat these guys and get grab that podium and maybe a win. So. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so you're uh, 
you're here in the U.S. And with your mom, uh, your dad's back home, you're earning a, a factory rider salary, right? And you're winning money at the races. Do you get to keep your money? Keep my money? Uh, I think my, my family works like this. Uh, bonuses, yes, I get to keep it. What, uh -huh. I mean, I have not too much else to spend on, maybe shoes or whatever games or whatever. And uh, salary, I just investigate on my training, mm -hmm. like pay for a coach or mechanics or whatever. And yeah, that's what, what we've been doing. Okay, good, good strategy. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take one more break. We'll be back for uh, one final segment with Yoshimoto. Don't try to be the fastest on the track. Be the fastest ever. Work harder than everyone else. Because dedication is everything. If they say your goals are crazy, be insane. Be fast. Be the crazy one. Be unstoppable. One goal, one vision. We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. What's up guys, it's Brock Tickle. I ride for the JGR Yoshimura Factory Suzuki Racing Team and I'm stoked to be back at the races. Planning my comeback to racing was cool to see. I have a lot of support behind me to, to get me here. FXR stepped up and invested in me and I'm stoked to be part of them. FXR um, honestly kind of blew me away. All the product is awesome. The pants fit me awesome. The best fitting pant I've ever worn and everything's sublimated and it looks good. adventures on hold, but now is the perfect time to prepare for their return. Amsoil has your back with fast, free shipping and ordering has never been easier. Just look up your vehicle, select your product, add an oil change to your cart and check out. Spend $50 on Amsoil products and shipping is on us. Order now at Amsoil.com.
Hey guys, welcome back to the Swap Moto Live show presented by OGO Power Sports and FNF Racing. Here for one last segment with Joe Shimoda. Um, so dude, let's talk about your journey here, right? Journey so here, yes. You came at a young age to race motocross. Uh, you're, you're from Suzuka, Japan, small country town, yeah. known for the road race circuit, right? Um, were you just like unaware because you're a little kid still that you're moving to a whole another country on the other side of the world? Um, it was like no big deal to you or was it scary? No big deal, not not scary. Uh, just I just kind of follow the the plan. Mm -hmm. Just kind of did it. <laughs> just yeah. not even thinking about it, like scared or, or anything. Just kind of went through it at first. Yeah. Why did you choose the U.S. as opposed to like going to Europe? Oh, I th because I think United States motocross is the best. Mm -hmm. I believe like supercross is like awesome event outdoor well outdoor they do in europe but i still think um american motocross is the best for us mm -hmm. so just that's why i came here okay um when did you move full time to the u.s full time because i know you were going back and forth for a little bit um uh, five years ago four, mm -hmm. four or five years ago yeah okay so your family has MXTF SoCal, which is a training facility in Menifee for riders from Japan that want to come to the U.S. and train uh, and ride with the best riders in the world, right? Yeah. Um, how did the family, your family, come up with this idea for this business? I don't know, actually. I think maybe my dad likes it. Mm -hmm. So, the, I don't know, actually, yeah. Never, okay. Never thought about it. I think uh, when we worked on the Fast movie, your your mom told me that like it was so hard for you and her here being Japanese, not speaking the language and everything. Mm. There's so many barriers. So uh, she wanted to offer something that felt like home oh, for okay. riders from okay. Japan. But yeah. um, so you're there and you got these guys coming to stay. It's usually like winter time, right? Mm -hmm. um, to stay and practice and everything. Is that fun for you to be around a bunch of Japanese guys or is it becoming less fun now? Uh, at first it was kind of cool because uh, they're, 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 they're young guys so it's like you get to hang out with them you know play around and whatever but uh, now when you know when you have a race it's every weekend and and there is a couple guys in, in the house um, it's, it's still pretty fun but sometimes uh, you kind of get a little tired of it mm -hmm. because uh, you can't just be you know like you have people and just be quiet the whole time. Yeah. You know you don't want you want to be you don't want to get awkward like that. So kind of have to think and uh, talk to each other. So sometime okay, sometime it's. Mm -hmm. So some of the guys from Japan that have come and uh, gained some attention in U.S. motocross, like uh, Tomita, right? And Koga, anyone else besides that? No, not really. But then, uh, who's the 250 champ right now? He trained with you here, right? He, oh, uh, Haruki Yokoyama, yeah. Yeah, so I would like to think that if you went and raced in Japan, you'd just have a real easy time, right? Never know, I, I don't want to say, say it like that, but 
uh, I believe I can win for sure. Mm -hmm. um, is there ever any goal for you to go home and race and dominate in Japan? Uh, we had, <coughs> we actually had it planned this year. Uh, it's kind of like a demo run, I guess, but with the COVID thing, I couldn't go. Well, yeah, weren't you supposed to go to the opening round or something yeah, last year yeah. and be announced as a Kawasaki yeah. rider? Yeah, I was supposed to, but then the, the COVID just- They wouldn't even let you in. Mess it up, I guess. So. It sucks, yeah. Do you have like a huge group of fans in Japan watching you, sending um, you messages? I saw after the podium, you uh, had so many Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like people from Japan do more Twitter. I, I actually started doing Twitter last year and yeah, I do all the, the English part in Instagram and I write everything uh, in Japanese for Twitter. And yeah, the people uh, they scare me good. They, if, if I do good, they uh, cheer on me. If, they, if I do bad, you know, like, they say something like, oh, good luck on the next one. Maybe you, you can do better. So it's, I think it's, they're, they're cool. So we kind of joke about it sometimes, like I say, Joe. Yeah. You're carrying all the weight of Japan on your shoulders. You're the first Japanese rider here riding at this high level. So like I'm joking around about that, but do you ever feel that or do you don't think about it? No, I, I think about it, but I don't, I don't care. Well, maybe not I don't care, but I, I don't race for somebody. I race for myself. Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, if I do bad, I do bad. If I do good, I do good. So it's like no pressure from, from Japan. Mm -hmm. so. Okay, uh, I think Akira Narita, did he get second at Anaheim or was it third? He got third. Third. Yeah, so, so you're yeah. already... Yeah, I actually, I actually beat the, the Japanese uh, record yeah. history. Yeah, it's kind of cool to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, how have you been uh, accepted by American fans, do you think? accepted like like me. they like you and uh, <clears throat> i think more than ever this year you're becoming more popular because yeah. you're running it front yeah. like is it kind of weird to hear the tv announced like ricky carmichael talking about you on tv yeah it's a little weird yeah <laughs> like yeah it's because last year i was uh more like sometime top five guy sometime from five to eight kind of riders, so mm -hmm. you, you don't really get the TV t time when you're when you're that in the mid pack. So, but no, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, somebody talk about me. And but like, uh, well, I guess it's different now because of the whole COVID thing. You don't have fans in the pits and everything. But like, for instance, when you're riding at a local track now, do more people come and go? Oh, Joe. Um. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I had some guys like want to take a picture with me mm -hmm. or like want to do a... Oh, actually, many guys have been asking me to do the jersey giveaway because mm -hmm. I never did jersey giveaway on like a social media. Mm -hmm. You know, some guys do the... Um, like if you tag three people, <laughs> follow and yeah. comment, whatever. And 
maybe you might have a chance to win a jersey and they, the peop start, people starting to um, uh, direct message me on Instagram to, mm -hmm. to do that so but uh, maybe people someday. want your stuff <laughs> you know what I was noticing is uh, on TV they, they pronounce your name pretty correctly I think Shimoda is an easier name to say have you heard anyone say your name really bad yet? Uh, yes, I. Many people been saying so. My name is Joe Shimoda, and many guys say Josh Imoda, <laughs> which is like totally different. Yeah, like, yeah. I have a space between Joe and yeah. Shimoda, and how do you get Joe and S H with with Josh in it? Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, was it uh, pretty easy for you to learn English? Because, I mean, when, when we first met, you didn't speak that, that much. No, 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 no. I'm much better now. But it, it's hard. It's like, like for you guys, it's like if you try to learn Japanese, then it's definitely hard. Mm -hmm. And it was the same that way. So You have to think everything twice yeah, in your head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so you moved to Japan, moved from Japan here. Uh, with your mom and your little sister, Mia, and your dad stays home to run the family business, right? What what is it? Is it recycling or something? Yeah, we uh, not we not me, but uh, my dad does the recycling center. Like mm -hmm. he does the well, he's the boss of the yeah the the where we like do the recycle of the trash or mm -hmm. um, like broken wheel building or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I got to visit you, I was. I think you have the biggest house in Japan I've ever been in. Yeah? Oh, you have an elevator in your house, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's not normal, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Mia came with you, your little sister. Uh, we were talking before we started filming. I said, man, the last time I saw her, she looks so Americanized now. Is it because she's in school and everything? She's more uh, inside the American culture, you think? Oh uh, yeah, um, I th I think so. Well, she says she doesn't have many friends in school. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know why, because I think I, when I see her in, at the house, she does the dancing and singing, talking, and you know, like what I think all the girls do. Mm -hmm. um, but no, she she's good. She's all A in the school, mm -hmm. 4.0. And now, kind of visually, looks like American. So yeah. Uh, and by the way, that's that's my, that's my sister. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys pretty close? Like. Uh, uh Not not really because. It's the same. I go. Not not because we're fine. We're like we don't fight ever. Like mm -hmm. we're cool. Uh, but when because like now I go racing, and we don't. We don't see each other for weeks, and I go riding in the daytime, and she goes to school, and she has homework. So like we just see in the morning mm -hmm. and dinner time and after that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite thing about being in the U.S. away from the sport? Away from the sport? Yeah. Uh, I was kind of into the golfing. I was golfing a lot, but now. Uh, I actually started to do uh, 
like surfing kind of thing, they skimboard or whatever. Oh, yeah? They go into the beach sometime. And to me, that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Which beach do you go to? <coughs> we don't Clo- live near closest the Closest one from here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you miss most about Japan? What do I miss? Uh, definitely family because, you know, you don't get to see her. I mean, I see everyone and uh, family, friends, food, because food is pretty good out there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, Joe, uh, this is your second time on the show. Yeah. I think two years ago was the first time, but your English has gotten better yeah. again. But uh, man, it's, uh, it's like I said earlier, it's been exciting for me to watch you uh, improve and mm-hmm. climb the results. I'm really waiting for that first, first win. Yeah, I know. And uh, I'll be cheering for you, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Guys, thanks for watching. Be sure to like and subscribe and uh, follow at Josh Emota on Instagram.